Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your mentor, Courtney Dawson. I'm a professional medium, mentor, minister, and certified spiritual life coach. My goal with this podcast is to have deep, meaningful conversations regarding the journey of mediumship and spirituality. It is my hope that by listening, you will feel seen and confident in your own experiences. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest. She is a Reiki master teacher and the founder and owner of Infinite Serenity Holistic Wellness in Langley, BC. She is someone who I look up to for spiritual guidance and truly embodies what Reiki represents. I am really honored to welcome Stephanie Brown to the show. Thank you so much for being on the show and agreeing to come on, Stephanie. Absolutely. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on. I'm just so honored. Oh, my, the pleasure is all mine, believe me. So I actually met you maybe about three years ago, I think-ish. And I went into the spa and I really was being guided by spirit to go in for Reiki. And I had booked an appointment. I didn't really know you or Lynn. I just went in and there was something very unique about you and how you work and your energy. And I was really drawn to it. And I thought, this is somebody who has it, whatever it is, um, that I felt comfortable kind of letting my guard down and having you work with my energy. Because like for myself, it my energy, my being is like this sacred space. And to allow somebody into it, I'm always, you know, it's Courtney stuff, but I'm always very conscientious about who I allow into that space. And you have been absolutely amazing. And I've had honestly, some of the most profound spiritual experiences in your treatment room. So, um, I really just want to be able to have you share your voice with my listeners. So, you know, in the intro, I mentioned that you're a Reiki master teacher. So I want to back up a little bit here and just kind of start at the beginning. And you had mentioned in your bio that you had sent to me that you've always had this really strong connection with God. Just wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about that. Where, where did that come from and how has that evolved up to this point in your life, or if not? That's a really great question. Uh, honestly, I would tell you the truth, and that would be that I had the greatest mentor in my whole entire existence, and that was my mom. Mm. Um, you know, my mom taught all of us, there's four kids in the family, and each of us are entirely different. But there was just something about the energy of God that my mom embodied right? It was, it was sovereign, right? It was an energy of love. And that's how I grew up. It was like this unconditional love, this unconditional support, you know, and my mom always spoke about God and it was never in a religious manner that she spoke about it, but understanding that wherever we are, God is with us. Mm -hmm. And so I had this just innate feeling that no matter where I was, how I was, who I was, I would always be protected. And so my relationship with God has gone in many different angles, in many different ways in my life. And I really understood more about God when I became a mom. Okay. So 
it has grown. Uh, it has seen its struggles as well, um, as we all have uh, struggles in our life. And the one thing was, I always remember, love. Love can conquer all. Love is God. And so I put that in my sacred practice every day. So my connection to God has evolved. It's very evident when I've gone in for treatments with you, or even just walking into the spa, there is this, like you said, unconditional love that represents God. That is, can I say the way you channel it, the way you embody it, it is so tangible. And I think that's what has really intrigued me about the work you do is that these experiences are, do I have to think about, is this really happening or is something going on? It is so tangible for me. And I know other people that have come, I've referred to, referred them to you and they have said, wow, that was incredible. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's something to it. And I think that it's because you really tap into that unconditional love, which really helps the Reiki energy channel through you. And it, it really does. And that's like, that's a gift that is so sacred. You know, we've talked about the word grace and what that means. You know, I walk a path of grace. I walk with integrity. I walk with the flow of love. My measurement in life is love. And so I put everything into whatever I am envisioning, whatever I'm pouring into another soul. And that's because I was raised in it. You know, you, as I kind of come back as I have four siblings or three siblings and each and us, each and every single one of us can tell you, we had a different upbringing as you always will hear with people. And for myself, love has always guided me home. It's my North star. And that was my mom. And so love will show up in different varieties in different ways for everybody. And so when I was told, and it was interesting, the biggest message, my mom always believed in everything I did. No little, no, nothing too small and nothing too big. It's whatever I put my whole faith and trust into would be mine. It would evolve. And so when I was working in Brookswood, I was working at the Shoppers Drug Mart and I had this amazing conversation with one of the cleaning per, uh, people in there. He owned his own company and we would always have our chit chats on Saturday. And one day I said to him, I said, do you believe that God speaks to us? And he looks at me and he says, he is right now. And it was in that moment where goosebumps went all over my body. Because it was that message that was coming so loud. And it was not that I needed that message to be validated that, yes, God hears me or God, whatever God is for people, hears me. But in that very moment, it was captured and it was clicked. And it was a memory that was forever ingrained. And it was that moment that I knew the messages that were coming through spirit, through the energy of love, through the energy of God was build it and they will come. And so it gave me the courage to take the next step. And that would be putting my fruition and my dream into play, which would be infinite serenity. So with that relationship with God and these experiences, it, it seems that there is this natural a connection with your own, to your own spiritual abilities. How did that unfold? Has it just always been there? And, and what kind of led you into moving into Reiki? So I believe what really formed my relationship strongest 
would have been when I was, uh, when I had my first child. So I always, I was that girl that always believed in fairy tales, right? You find love and it's everything for you. And that's exactly what I found. You know, I had my life. I played with my intuition. I humanized myself. And then when everything just started flowing for Jason and I, it was that moment where it was that I am listened to, I am taken care of. And I remember sitting and saying to somebody, I'm going to get pregnant. I just know. I just know when. And I would actually sit in the bath in the sacred space with a candle and I would talk to my son. I would talk to the energy of love and say, it is safe to come into my body. There was just something that, you know, guided me intuitively to know that it was my time, whether that was a connection to God, whether that was a connection to my intuition or just my inner knowing, but it was something that I knew that I could play into my life. And the next thing you know, we're pregnant. And it was just that I believe that there's a mind, body, and soul connection. And, you know, just as much as we are sitting in the power and listening to the messages of God, we have to listen to our bodies as well, right? It's a whole thing. And so the fact that I was able to connect so deeply into everything that I was, including my husband, because it is a full connection in that sense, that makes those things come together. We weren't fearful. We were, we were authentic. We were in involved. And I got pregnant. And within that pregnancy, I learned a lot about myself that I had pushed away as a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the things that in our memory banks that, uh, you know, you don't really recognize. And so part of that, when I was pregnant, I started getting these images and I started getting these dreams and I started developing a stronger intuition. And it was, what is this? Who is this? right? Because this child is instigating something. And so it put me through a healing journey while I was pregnant. Wow. A lot of women don't realize how, because we're not necessarily given the tools when we're said, here, you're about to have a baby. What is about to come is genetic history. It is healing the different layers. And I'm getting goosebumps all into it, that you have now dedicated this time to healing you. And this representation, this child, this love is coming in to teach you. And so fast forward into birthing Jensen, I remember feeling so elated, so excited. And then I remember going and looking at my husband and seeing you love him more. And in that moment, I knew I was in the process of postpartum. Because I know my body, I know my mind, I know my heart. And in that moment, I would walk this path through postpartum depression. Coming from a mom who wanted a child so badly, who had that intimate connection, who had that journey, started the process while I was pregnant. And most women don't know it, right? Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden I have postpartum and we're living at my mom's house and I'm saying to her, I can't connect. I can't connect. I don't know what's happening. And she said, God will never give you anything you can't handle. And she took my hand in the middle of the night and said, I'm with you forever and always. And it is in that moment that I echoed the same words that I heard when I was born. God will never give me anything I can't handle. 
So there's a truth, there's a connection, there's a faith, there's a trust in everything that I build in my life. And in that moment, I knew I was given this so I could help myself, my child, my family, breaking obstacles, breaking genetic, you know, all of that stuff that's been like, everybody's with you to the point of seeing how others walk in this life without even knowing. So in that moment, I was given the greatest gift that I could ever be given. And I no longer was harboring that disconnection, right? I looked at my child and I conquered fears. I conquered anxiety. I understood myself on a deeper level than I thought, never thought I could. So I put my hands and my faith in the trust of God in that moment. And I heard it through my mom's channel. Wow, that's powerful, Stephanie. So from that point, I've just I've just grown with it because I was I was given something that I didn't know was fully there until I could truly grasp it. And as parents, we are here to make a difference within our own selves. Our children, yes, but it gives us an opportunity to look back at us and go, where do I need to heal? How do I need to heal? Right. Absolutely. It is such a powerful experience having a child in your body while they grow and all these physiological changes that take place. And, you know, there, I don't know, I don't think that there's enough information or education out there regarding the spiritual aspect of it as well. Well, it's love. That's what it is, is when you bear yeah. a child, you are now understanding that you are responsible for loving yourself. Mm-hmm. And most people disconnect within the energy of love. So I do come with a very powerful energy of love because my mom had that love for me and my father as well. But she embodied all of that and I mirrored it and I elevated it and I became who I needed to become in that very moment, not just for my son or my husband, but for myself. There was nobody that could fix me right? Nobody can fix anybody, but we can hold space with compassion and understand that we are all relatable in some way. And the interesting irony of all of that, my gifts sped up stronger, not with the birth of my son that I was talking about, but my second son. It is that when I would be given the hardest, most difficult challenge in my life, and that was my near death. Explain that. So when I was pregnant with Evan and the same feeling came, we knew right away when we were birth, when we became pregnant, we're that close, we're that connected. And the pregnancy was amazing until about seven, eight months. Um, he's a big boy. My husband was 11 pounds when he was born. So, you know, <laughs> right? so I was expecting, you know, I, I developed very quickly with this one. And I knew at this point, there was a lot um, of power coming through this child as well. Uh, a lot of changes were being made. And what I mean changes is relationships. Relationships evolve as you as you grow. And you'll understand this within the connection of our own spirit is that people will fall, things will be triggered, energy will shift. So he brought that for me. And I remember the day, it was his actual birthday, which is the 13th. 
the 13th, the 16th of November. And I remember coming home and be like, we're going to have this child today. Like it's, it's going to happen. And so I elevated or I elevated my energy and I knew, okay, he's coming. So bam, 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 started going into labor. So I said, okay, we're going to the hospital, sitting in triage. And they're like, no, you're not dilated enough. You're not dilated enough. They couldn't find his heartbeat. It was all of this fiasco, like within it, he was kind of moving and shifting. And I said, I will not leave this hospital until I'm in a room. I know that as soon as I go down to that car park, we're having this child, like no matter what. It was just such a strong inner knowing. And soon, next thing you know, I'm dilated, putting me into a room. And it was, if I were to look back at the foreshadowing, when we did a tour in the hospital, one of the things that was really interesting that stood out to me in the room is they said, oh, we have birthing units in the room. And just in case we, we ask our mothers to pack extra clothes because just in case there's a, a C-section and I laughed and I said, oh, we're not doing a C-section, right? Jason, Jensen came out so fast. Well, lo and behold, the plans changed, but the foreshadowing is there. I, I, I should have listened to that in that moment. And so when I was in the room, there was a disconnect. There wasn't, everybody was kind of panicking around me. And I was like, okay, hey, something's going on. Something's going on. I need everybody. But there was a lot of people not talking, mm-hmm. just, you know, sounds, machines. And the next thing I know, I'm being asked um, to sign a piece of paper that we needed to do an emergency C-section as his heart rate was dropping. So I said, okay, I'm going to be okay. My mom looks at me and says, you're going to be more than okay. More, okay, putting my hands in God. So we get into the operating room and the plans changed. And uh, my heart rate started dropping. I hemorrhaged. And I started bleeding out on the operating table. Uh, And again, the same sort of energy started. But there was something in me that pulled together in this energy that I knew I was fading very quickly, but I needed to stay awake and alert. I knew at this point I kind of left my body. But there was a hymn. There was a song that I would sing that I remembered in the birth canal with my mom. And so I would hear it and I would sing it to keep me in the present state of just being. Evan was delivered. He was sent to NICU. But then I would continue to hemorrhage. My husband would be pushed out. And in that moment, when I deepened my connection, keeping my eyes open, Mm -hmm. sitting within the power, Archangel Michael stepped forward through my doctor. And it is in that moment that he came forward and said, it was not my time and that I needed to fight, and that I had a purpose. And in that moment, I, if I now recall it in the, in the most clearest ways, that the legions of angels that were in that operating room, it was the brightest room that um, wasn't falsified by any light. It was the purest form. And in that moment, I knew I was given an opportunity to say yes or no. And I said yes. And from that moment on, it was touch and go with my life. I started, they sewed me up. I started hemorrhaging again, but Michael placed his hand on my womb space, Gabriel. And 
they continued to nurse this wound, nurse this energy. But there was this formulation of connection that I just knew that I was going to be okay. I just needed to have faith in them. So I gave myself that faith and trust within, including God. Mm -hmm. And I'm here today. My son is healthy. He's here today. And with that brought the evolution of my deepest change within my own spiritual connection is to have the presence of that knowledge and know that you are here for a purpose gave me why I'm in the chair that I am today. And what did that first, that first step into this new life role look like for you moving into this spiritual path and really following your soul purpose? A lot of anger. I'm not going to lie to you. I was very angry um, in the very beginning of it um, when I was home. Uh, I'm a very stubborn person as well. So I am very determined. So I was determined to heal very quickly, determined to have this connection with my child. But I was angry with the system. I was angry with the doctors. I was angry with everybody who did not hear me. Right? A mother's intuition knows best. Right? And so it was that moment that I had to understand that I can't be angry at anybody else. I had to do why I was angry. And so from that point, I went and I had healings done on myself. It was kind of like little breadcrumbs that were landing around me. And I saw Gay, who was one of my greatest mentors, and she did a a healing session on me. And she was able to help me through this anger. She was able to help me see who I was in the most authentic way, in the most natural form, is that I am love, right? And so how we conquer and how we heal through situations is by seeing it through a compassionate lens of yourself, allowing yourself to have the experiences in your life and elevate, lift. And from that point on, it was Reiki found me. The teacher found me. I started taking the courses. I started embodying the energy. And it was about two years before I even stepped out of helping people because I needed to incorporate it for me. I needed to embody what that was for me. And for me, it was this, I've done it my whole life. What I have been placed, the tools have been placed into my hands, simply have been there my whole life. And in that moment, I understood who I was on a human level, on a spiritual level, on a mom level, on a wife level, on a daughter level. It became this clearer than clear moment. And it was that the only way that one can even begin their journey, they have to be able to work within themselves. So from that point on, you know, it was just continuous education. It was putting myself into what I needed to do. It was learning the arts of theta healing, which is one of my backgrounds as well. It's a lot of neurological programming, timeline um, healing. And so I was able to kind of go back into these moments and bring in my own formulation of how to heal. That is so powerful. And you have said to me before that Reiki finds you. Yes. And I never quite understood it until um, just recently when I took the Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 with you Mm -hmm. and reading through the manuals and attending the classes, it seems that I've been in this preparation state in the last three or four years. And I go, oh my goodness, it's these, these little 
it's not synchronicities, but these little signs, these little moments where there's been these small adjustments taking place. So it's not like, wham, bam, you're in this crisis. Um, But it's very interesting how you said that. And now I'm actually, it's becoming my own truth. And I go, wow, thank you for that. Because it's so empowering where we know that no matter what goes on in our life, you know, even with near-death experiences, that there are divine beings of love, of light, that we're connected with, whether we're aware of them or not. And they never leave us. They never desert us. And that they always have our back. And I feel if people, you know, it'd be a lot easier if people could lean into these experiences without having these major occurrences happen that are less traumatic in some ways, but I think it needs to be that way just because of the way society is. You know, if it's not tangible right in your face, we don't believe it. Yeah. Well, because that's the human, right? The human needs that. It's, it. you know, I, what we said on um, last weekend when we were in the class is that, and I truly believe this, is that every single one of us has chosen to come here on earth. Yeah actually plank themselves here time and time again, whether you believe in past lives, parallel lives, or your one soul is it takes a very specific person to stay here, right? Because we are working with the light and the dark. We are the light and the dark. Yeah. We are our greatest mission. We are the only in, we are individuals as one soul. It is a domino effect. You surround yourself with individuals that are all about the evolution and the evolving and the growing and staying within that unconditional love. You're going to rise in a different way. You're going to surround yourself with people that perhaps are not. They're the opposing side. You're going to evolve, right? We can't banish either. We have to become exactly what our hearts desire. And that is being the exact I am. Yes, absolutely. So for those of you who are listening, you may or may not know a lot about Reiki. And to be honest, until I met Stephanie, I had some preconceived ideas and they were completely blown out of the water. And so I'm hoping, Stephanie, can you share a little bit about what Reiki is and what it is not? So one of the things I can tell you with Reiki is one of the preconceived notions with Reiki is that energy can be harmful and it can be too much. And you know, this is where it's going. And I want to touch back on to in the very beginning of your program when you spoke is our sacred space of who we are individual, individually um, is very precious. So we invite certain individuals into our life that we, we accept them into our energy field because we know that we're safe. We know that we're going to be okay. So Reiki in its way is that, right? And so people worry about what is going to be coming around them. Is this a sacred practice? Is it an honorable practice? What is Reiki, right? Will Reiki create harm? No, 
because it is the purest form of life itself. What Reiki is, is life force energy. And if you look through the different dialogues, now um, biblical backgrounds, religious point of views, we all have one mission. And that is to be of the light, to be of the sovereignty. And so Reiki is part of that energy that is the life force energy of the key that comes into your body, that elevates, that grows, that expands your energy. And so with that being said, it can blow people's perceptions when they get to bring that energy into their awareness because they're no longer fearing it right? They're able to transcend and transmute the information that Reiki is. And it allows you through that direct channel. So Reiki is embodying the sacred practice of being one with your higher self, with your connection, whether it be God, universe, source, creator, whatever it is for you, the Reiki channels and allows you to open into this magnificent healing experience, right? It is so powerful because, you know, I thought, oh, we'll do it. It's relaxing. Try it out. But it's much more than that. It's not about just the relaxation. I think maybe when you're in a relaxed state, perhaps Mm -hmm. you're more receptive to receiving, but it is powerful stuff. I have had major shifts, mental, spiritual, emotional. Um, I think the last session I had with you, I was in complete tears and cry- not even crying, like weeping. And you had worked with me through some timelines, things that I haven't even acknowledged or gone through fully. And it was so powerful. And I remember having left your your place and I had come home and I actually needed to rest to allow everything to just rebalance and shift and integrate. Like it is some powerful work and it gives you what you need. It really does because it's a foundation. We all, as human beings, we have a root and we have a crown. Mm -hmm. That's probably on a different topic and a different, um, you know, experience. But what it what it is that most people understand in the human form is that we are fight or flight, fawn and freeze. We have a conscious mind. We have an unconscious mind. We also have a super conscious, right? And so it is helping us formulate a secure foundation for us to stand on. And when we invite this holy energy, this illuminated energy, the Reiki energy, the unconditional love, we're allowing ourselves to rid, release, heal, transcend burdens because it is cellular, right? It is going into every layer, every tissue, every molecule that we are. If we are completely the light, then it is going in and it is interchanging, interwoving, weaving what your soul is meant to feel. So I call it like a super vitamin, right? We take them every single day. We go and we feel better. Who doesn't want to feel better? It is so incredible. Um, each experience is so different. And I think that's something that is really, um, really powerful about it because the Reiki decides what's needed for your highest good. Yes. And, what, and that's thing. Yeah, it does. So like when you go to a massage therapist, okay, for example, okay, yeah. 
I'm probably going to feel relaxed. I know that they're going to work on certain areas of my body and I have an expectation or knowing of what that result's going to look like. And with Reiki, it's different, but it's so loving and gentle that it is, it's like a surprise. You just don't know what you're going to get, but it's so healing on so many levels, but it's gentle though. That's what I like about it because I've tried different healing practices and honestly, some of them have really rattled me and I've not had that with Reiki. There's something different about it. That's incredibly without disrespecting it simple that it is divine source and gives you what you need. And that's exactly it is it is its divine source. It is, you are the conduit. And we've talked about that even in the classes that I teach is we are simply here to observe. Yes, we are the human experience, the human beings that are calling in the Reiki and we have been attuned to the energy. So we have our hands and we place them in the areas. We're working with our intuition. We're working with source. We're working with the collective energy. We are not meant to keep it in our bodies. So it is all intention. And we talk about that is when we set our intention for anything that we are doing, we are in the flow of what we're about to receive. And so when you do the Reiki practice, you're sitting in the purest form because that person is sitting in the purest form. And so what we do is we are co-experiencing. So anything that is coming up for you in your life is going to be presented in a Reiki session, whether it's through conversations that we start with, through the ebb and flow of the energy within. You may talk, you may not talk. It's the identifying of, I am allowing anything to release from my body and be replaced with unconditional love. So it is, as you said, you're not going in with an expectation. You're going in with the complete trust. And we talk about that through different life experiences, as I did today, is that I completely gave my faith and my trust into the hands. And that in itself is so sacred. And that's how I treat my connections with everyone, is that you are coming to me and I honor that. Mm-hmm. So there is this co-experience of, I hear you, I feel you, I see you. Let's work together. Because it is your sacred space that we're working with. Absolutely. I need to share something with you because, again, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But I will say, one I think at least a couple of times that I've gone to have Reiki with you. I'm laying mm-hmm. on the table. It's comfortable, it's warm, the mood is set, the music's going, it's it's complete zen and I love it. But I have actually become aware of spirit people with you. And I've had some really cool experiences and um, I've seen, and I hope I pronounce this name right, Mikhail Yusui? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And I seen him, I didn't know who he was until I said something to you. And he was there and it was really interesting when he was like touching my toes and my feet. And I actually physically felt it though. That was the thing. It wasn't in my imagination where I'm seeing it. I'm seeing him, but he's actually touching me. And then a couple of sessions ago when I had seen you and I was laying on the table there, and then all of a sudden 
I heard a woman's voice and out of nowhere. And then I became aware of this beautiful, beautiful light. There's some blue. And I just asked her, who are you? And she said, Mother Mary. I was floored because I've never had experiences with deities and people like this. It's been living people, spirit people. That's it. (laughs) And she was so real. And her love, this compassion, I could feel it was so um, moving. I'll never, ever forget it. But then I remember seeing somebody. Well, first I felt somebody taking my left hand and touching it. And then I look and I see this man, but I only see him up to his shoulder and I describe it to you. And he was wearing, it looked like armor, but it wasn't metal. It was all leather. And um, he would say, oh, that's Archangel Michael. And I was working through some emotional stuff and he had taken his sword and put it right through the heart space, but it wasn't a bad thing. So those of you who are listening, it was very healing. It was about breaking up stuff up so it could be healed and transmuted and worked through. And I've never had experiences like that. And you would say, oh yeah, I work with them. And oh, they often work together. So this is where I'm kind of leading up to. So when people are working with Reiki, it's more than just that healing energy. You're working. Now, do you specifically just work with deities like this, archangels and Mother Mary and Reiki masters of, you know, the past? Is that, do people normally do that? Or is that just part of your unique spiritual connection with the divine? I will say that there are many of us that have grown to learn who they work with. So we, we understand that they're ascended masters. And as we channel and as we upgrade and as we heal, we learn to work with them and them work with us. So it does become a very individual practice that wouldn't necessarily be trained within your Reiki training, right? You know, we're talking more about the basics of it, but we learn that there are beings that are of the highest vibration that like to work with us. And so I have and call them into the sessions specifically If somebody is going through something, I'm asking who needs to show up for them, right? So a lot of the times it's Ascendant Masters coming into your life. So I'm holding that sacred space for those beings of light to come in and introduce themselves to your journey. Makes sense. Okay. See, I needed to ask that because I was so curious. I, I've actually gone to Reiki, um, another Reiki master years ago. She's moved. And this was years and years ago. Um, and I, I had some cool experiences, but I never had any of that. <laughs> no deities, no archangels, no, no spirit people. It was a beautiful healing experience, but like this is next level stuff that you're working with. And It is transformative. And like, I am so grateful that you have answered your soul's calling because you help people all the time. And I think you may have an awareness of it, but I'm not sure to the degree, Stephanie, like seriously, like you're a powerhouse, but you're so graceful in what you do. And so like, I honor you. Yeah, really. 
because there's so few healers that are really authentic in this work. And, you know, I remember hearing about Reiki and a girlfriend of mine had said, oh, it's like spiritual confetti and, uh, you know, in the, in the spiritual community. And I thought, oh, all right. But then there was something that just kept calling to me. I need to check it out. And how you work with the energy and these beautiful souls is really revolutionary because it really embodies that, that knowledge that we're these spiritual beings having a human experience, but we are co-creating, we are healing, we are transcending. And it's not just us that we're all on this journey and we all play this really intricate part in one another's lives. Well, and especially because one of the things that, um, on common, common, uh, emotion for us as, as individuals is as we learn, as we grow, we've all, as we know, empathically have come here to feel right. We've talked about that, you know, earth is, is really a spiritual school. Now, Abandonment and rejection is a very big emotion with um, individuals in this life. Everybody has a degree of it, right, in their life. And so when I got the calling to hold space for individuals, I was set to show a completely different way of being and showing up for them. And it is through grace. And I have had many um, teachers and many people in the industry that have said, you know, what you offer is not like anybody else. But as you said, I don't necessarily hear because I was, I was chosen for this. So I ensure that I stay within a level mind, a grace, because it is through the channels and the connections that God God comes through me and says, this is the individual I ask for you to bring in. And so then I hold space and they find me. This is why it's very, it, when people come to me, they go, this isn't just Reiki. And I just smile because it isn't. It's not just Reiki. It is life itself being presented back to the person. It is a non-judgmental space that I'm allowing you to become you. But ultimately, it's you doing the work. I'm just here simply observing and holding space for you. It is so amazing and I'm loving it. Um, for those of you that are listening right now, I'm doing the 21-day Reiki detox. I think I'm on day nine. And yeah, day nine. And uh, I'm feeling better than I was yesterday, the day before, because the I'm working on with the solar plexus right now. And there's a lot of shifts and more things that are coming up. And to be honest, I've really been struggling the last couple of days. And I sent Stephanie a text, help. And you know what? That's another thing that I think is really, really important is that you have mentors that are helping you along your path. You know, so if you're going to be doing Reiki, make sure that you have your teacher, go with a teacher that is going to be there for you, that's going to support you outside of the classroom, because you can learn the theory, but your wisdom and experience is going to come from those moments of practicing and doing the work. And there's you know, I thought I was doing lots, I was doing lots of inner healing. Well, Reiki said, you know what, let's bring it up a little bit more. And to be honest, I had a bath 
And I went into meditation, had some nice music on, and I just allowed that stuff that I thought I'd let go of really rise to the surface. And I had a really good cry. And it wasn't for a long period of time. There was just like little strings that were left. And I go, okay, I honor this. I release this. And it gives you the space to do that. And it is so transformative. And I think it is... Um, you know, it's very similar to the spiritual healing we do in the spiritualist church. Very, yes. very similar. But I will say the energy is completely different. Um, I love spiritual healing. I enjoy it. I love working with my spirit guides, the, the healing guides. I find this so tangible when I'm having healing that, and that's what people want. They want to be yeah. able to touch, feel, see, all of that. And That's it really connects with all your senses. It's amazing. So, you know, get yourself a good teacher, really. And I think I found one and I'm recommending her. And you're going to bounce into the show notes, check out her website. And if you're curious about Reiki, you need to connect with Stephanie and tune into all of her programs uh, that she's got running and connect with her and allow yourself to be guided by someone that knows what they're doing, but holds space for you to learn and evolve as a spiritual being having this human experience. Stephanie, it has been so amazing to have you on the show. Can you let my listeners know a little bit about, you know, how to get in touch with you and any upcoming classes or services or anything that you want to share with them? Well, thank you. Um, I just want to kind of round back to you. It's been a complete honor. Thank you so much for inviting me and holding space as we journey together. It's it's remarkable. So thank you. Oh, you're so um, welcome. So one of the one of the exciting parts right now in our transition period is that we are offering uh, teaching. So I will be teaching the next group. Uh, we're doing our master's in March. So that's quite exciting. I'm About a year ago, we had an incredible group of individuals come forward. And so we get to teach them into their master level, which just sort of solidifies what you learn in the level one and two. Uh, that being said is the first weekend of April, which is before Easter long weekend, we'll be teaching level one and two as well. So level one and two is really about the theory. It's about the hands-on experience. And as I re and Rhea is Reiki finds you, right? It's not a rushed process. It's something that when your soul listens and you listen to your soul, then that's when it comes forward for you. And so that's what we really teach within those two days is about that self-connection. It's not rushed. It's moments where we're sitting and we're listening to your experiences and your stories. So within that, you actually get to formulate your own soul's voice through the Reiki experience. And then part of that is, and we've talked about it, Courtney, is I do believe in mentorship. The people that I have forward, Margaret Corfield, Lynn Ramsey, who teach with me, is that we believe we don't just stop there. Is that if there is six months down the road, a year down the road, that you want to come sit in on a class again, that's completely open to you. We welcome it and it's free of charge. I believe that we are students and teachers evolving continuously. So that's something that we offer in the programs as well. And that helps you, A, grow your community with other individuals, but also what if there's something that was needed to see in a second time, 
that wasn't presented in the first. So level one and two, we're going to be teaching every month. Uh, so stay tuned for that. The next one will be in April. So exciting. It's well worth it. I met Margaret for the first time about, uh, I guess it would be a week and a bit ago. She is so lovely too. And she is, she works differently with the energy. You can feel you each have your own unique relationship with it, but both very powerful and loving and graceful teachers. So like you guys are doing an amazing job. Go check out Infinite Serenity in the show notes. I'm going to have all the details. You can also check uh, Stephanie out, follow her on Instagram, links in the show notes as well. Uh, Give her a like and a follow and just allow yourself to be inspired like I have been. Stephanie, it's been so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to share this space with me and to share your voice and your wisdom with my listeners. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. And thank you everyone who has watched and I am here. So definitely reach out on Instagram and, uh, you know, start the conversation. You know, I'm open for discovery calls and I think that's what it is, is we all have wisdom. We all have a voice and I'm here to hear it. I love it. Thank you so much. Awesome. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com or check me out on Instagram at mediumcourtneydawson. Have a great day, guys.